0: Hi, I'm E.K. Johnston, author of Star Wars Ahsoka, Queen's Shadow, and Queen's Peril, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. I love the water. A Utini Podcast Network production.
2: Now you listen.
1: Episode 162, Queen's Hope Roundtable Part 2.
2: We live in a real world.
0: Come back
1: to it. On this episode... Booth 2686, why aren't you at your post? A Yutini at Star Wars Celebration update.
0: You're starting to become a Jedi? I'm, I'm a senator.
1: There's a new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Okay, insert sound of Charles Hankel's head exploding here. And the Utini crew talks about Star Wars Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston.
0: Don't do this. Don't shut me out. Let me help you.
1: And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, Wes Jenkins, and guest host Emma Park. Hello,
3: everyone. Welcome to the Living Force, a UTD Network podcast all about Star Wars books. Just plain and simple. They're freaking grand I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and yes, Stephanie, I did get a haircut. Thank you. Got to look fresh for y'all. Celebration in Chex Watch. Two weeks or so. Oh, my God. Uh, cannot wait, because when I'm at Star Wars Celebration, I will see Dr. Corey Hilton. What's up, man? Hello.
2: Hello. I am, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not great, to be honest. I destroyed my knee yesterday somehow you (laughs) did that was bad (laughs) yeah the (laughs) embarrassing part is i was literally not doing anything except for walking who knew that was dangerous for your legs (laughs) that's it now yeah bad timing man i uh you know not to get too graphic i subluxed my patella which uh basically means i put my kneecap on the side of my leg it's not where it's supposed to go it's supposed to be in the front
3: (laughs) not on the side you just gave it a good smack just Get gave it a
2: smack. I'm not really sure what happened. It happened really quickly. Um, but I was in a lot of pain yesterday. My knee's kind of swollen up today. And we have a whole hell of a lot of walking in like two weeks. Of course, we're going to Disney for a day. We're, celebration's coming up. So I'm like pounding NSAIDs and keeping it wrapped up in a knee sleeve and all kinds of stuff. I'm hoping I can walk okay by the time celebration rolls around. But uh, yeah, better uh, <laughs> better starts to my week. That's
4: for sure.
3: I guess so, man. I think the only person in more pain than you yesterday was Dr. Charles Hankel after that heat game.
4: Uh, Yeah, that one was painful. That one was painful. I am not pounding ants heads, and no one should do that. Corey, you know better than that. Uh,
3: Do not listen to this
4: podcast for medical advice.
3: Oh, I'm glad you're here to keep us grounded, Charles. But, of course, no one keeps us grounded to this earth, to this plane, to this material realm more than the grounding, safe, luminescent presence of Wes Jenkins
5: hello everyone I would like to update everybody on my old republic reading I am done with the four book series wow so I finished Revan months ago but then I started deceived annihilation and fatal alliance annihilation's the last one um, but finished all four um the thought it was all right it was good to listen to on the way to the way to work so it's not it wasn't excellent by any favorite? means but my favorite one was um, Deceived. Deceived. Nice. Deceived was my favorite because Mal- it, the it was
2: That's the Malgus one, right? Yes, that is definitely yeah. the Malgus one. Yeah.
5: I think Deceived was was one of the ones was my favorite because it has a lot of Sith and Jedi lore, mm-hmm. but I also liked Fatal Alliance because that was like true legendy, y <laughs> stuff like, <laughs> yeah. back with with droids and the way that droids took over and they and I'm not going to I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's, uh, it was a go. So those two are my favorite, Deceived and Fatal Alliance.
3: Nice. Well, I'm glad you had a great time, and I hope that those brought you as much joy as our last host brings me. It's Emma Park, back with Popular Demand. What's up, Emma?
0: Oh, hello, everybody. I hope, uh, hope no one's sick of me yet. Um, it's good to be back. And... Um Corey, you know, I can uh, I can try to figure out how to build a sidecar for my wheelchair at celebration if you like.
2: Yeah, please do. <laughs> it. Oh
0: my god, yes. Please do. It. Yes, yeah, let's do I it, mean, it. Let's
2: do it. All jokes all jokes aside, I was like I did look up to see how like how far in advance I had to contact with the ADA services at yeah. celebration. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man, I can walk okay, but like after walking around Disney all day and everything, I don't know if, if that would, be, that would be not good. So, you know, you can sit in the wheelchair, Emma, and I'll just sit in your lap, and somebody can push both It'll of us. It'll work great. great.
0: It'll work great, that, yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> and you know what? At the party on Saturday night, we can get you on Corey, and then the two of you can race. It'll be great. Yes. All right. Hell yes. Let's do that. Speaking of celebration, of course, uh, I wanted to just celebrate a little bit myself, because today I finally got a package I've been waiting on for weeks. I know some people got these certain things a while back, but today... I got my first ever in my life Star Wars Celebration media badge and badge. It's physical. It's Cloud City. I have not activated it yet, obviously. Activations don't happen until next week. Um, It's just exciting because now it's physical. It's it's happening. I hope that all of you that are getting your badges are keeping up with the Star Wars Celebration Twitter account. They posted some information today about how to uh, register for the virtual panels. That's going up on the 12th this Thursday, so... Head over to Twitter. Go to com as well, or their website. I don't know if that's the right URL. Go check out there. You can use your badge to register for Lightning Lanes. You can use your email to register for virtual queues, all that jazz. But it's happening. That's
0: We're right. So good cool. t- uh, it feels so good real. Good time to
2: plug. Yeah, it does feel so real. Good time to plug uh, Celebration, too, right? The Utini yeah. Party. and uh, right. still craft. <laughs> Garden Grove. Is that what it is? I think it is. Steelcraft, made. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steelcraft, Craft. check it out. UTN.com slash celebration.
3: Learn about all yep. the details there. Saturday night, 6 p.m. to 9. Yes, there'll be some celebration stuff going on. If you come right at the beginning of the party, that's awesome. If you come later on, we'll be there as well. We would love to see you. And if you want to see the celebration, we have a little more news coming in our weekly roundup segment. But first, a congratulations. From all of us at the Living Force, to some folks on our sister shows. Of course, we have Emma here from the Cosmic Force, but we want to give some special congratulations both to the Cosmic Force host, Jacob, who just finished his first year of law school. As any of you that have gone through that know, it is incredibly difficult. So, well done, dude. Uh, Jacob, for those of you that may not watch the Cosmic Force, is heading off for a few months across the literal world. Um, Emma, has he given these deep, full details of Cosmic Force? I feel like I don't want to like out him. I feel like he did.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, he he just mentioned that uh, you know it's a summer internship, and God, I'm gonna miss him. Uh, If if last week was any indication, it's like, oh my God, (laughs) you'll be great, new producer. You're gonna rock it. Yeah. Uh,
3: But Jacob officially got done, and then of course our buddies over at Legends Look Back, Jared and Freddie, both finished their master's degrees. They've achieved the rank of master on the Jedi Council. Um,
0: it's crazy how the exact well done, same
1: guys. time for both of them. Wow, yeah,
5: seriously. I know. No, that's uh, a huge. That's a huge accomplishment, <laughs> especially if you're working at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So. yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, for sure. Congratulations, and, and, gentlemen. And, you know, Jared's got a family and all that stuff too, and that's on top of him. Freddie's yeah. got a full time job. He's he's like the busiest mm-hmm. person I've ever ever met. Like it's it's crazy. It's a huge accomplishment to do that. Like both of those at the same yeah. time. And Jacob too, law school and med school. You know, I get it. Those things ain't no joke. So Mm-mm. you know. Huge accomplishment. And I got to say, the the list of, like, higher ed degrees on the UTD team is stacking up, dude. Yeah. Oh, it it's imposing. I'm not going to lie. Doctors, lawyers, masters. It's ridiculous. We should count up sometime. Who's how many degrees we have. It's probably ridiculous.
3: <clears throat> I'd love it. Congrats all. Uh, and I know that some folks are going to keep going. So, well done. Uh, study hard. Get some sleep. But celebrate. You have absolutely earned it. Well, speaking of celebrations, of course, tomorrow we're going to celebrate in a different way because it's the release day of Star Wars Brotherhood, the debut Star Wars novel by Mike Chen. As we did with some previous releases, we are going to announce right now the overall score label that it's gotten because if you've missed our last couple shows, Utini has gotten rid of our numbered scoring system and we now just have labels and kind of tiers of books. Uh, We'd love to reveal that on the show now tonight as well as the verdict statement because, as you know, On release day, Utini releases written and video reviews. You can go to utini.com tomorrow to see my full written review and go to our YouTube channel to see that full video. So if you don't want to hear anything, plug your ears for like 15 seconds or skip ahead in the podcast if you're listening later. But, drum roll, please. Brotherhood by Mike Chen received an overall score of incredible, amazing stuff. And the review statement we all put together is this. By combining precise and deep character development of old favorites and new standouts with strong plot, political and social commentary, and thrilling action, Mike Chen makes a striking debut in his first full-length Star Wars novel.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Very pleased uh, with it. Do you have, uh, you don't happen to have the the categories in front of you, do you? I can find Oh, them. I Come do! On.
3: I absolutely okay. do! Yeah.
2: Tell us what incredible <laughs> means, because uh, we've changed up our review system lately, and, uh, this is one of the first books to get it, right?
4: Yes, it we'll had Adam a at some point. Incredible <laughs> means that Obi Wan is in it, Corey. By <laughs> right default. <laughs> <do that. laughs> so
3: incredible, uh, yes, Obi Wan Kenobi is in the book, but also incredible is, is is the second tier below. Its masterpieces are highest ranking in Utini. Uh, very few books to get that. Incredible is one below, and it means. These books are extraordinary in their own right and highly recommended as one of the best Star Wars books in the reading universe. An incredible book is one that was a joy to read and seriously impressed us with inspiring new ideas or ideas true to Star Wars storytelling that were expanded on in a new way. These books are exceptionally memorable and came to the forefront of your mind when thinking about the top Star Wars books that exist. Simply put, this book was hard to put down and comes highly recommended. And if you read our full review tomorrow or watch the video, uh, you will see, or I believe it's only a written review, you'll see the plot, the characters, the originality, the writing, all of that is, is as normal, but gone are the numbers, gone are the comparisons of decimals. All you need to know is this is an incredible book, and I'm so excited for all of you to share in it tomorrow, because come on, release day, release weeks are one of the best parts about being in the Star Wars book community. So it's hyped. so much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love it, so congrats to Mike Chen on that incredible Literally and figuratively debut. Now, if you want to be incredible, folks, and you do, I know you. You want to be an incredible person. We all do. You want to be informed about the most incredible Jedi, who, as Charles said, is Obi Wan freaking Kenobi. And next week, you can do that in all the UTD network of shows. Because, my friends, it's Kenobi week. It's bow, bow, happening. Bow, bow. Charles, how's your, how, how you feeling? How you feeling? Your guys coming up?
4: <laughs> Listen, this is this is how you know how excited I am about this. Uh, it's going to make up for anything that happens in the NBA playoffs. If the Heat lose their nice <laughs> two games and they're knocked out, I still have Kenobi. Wow. You can't take that away wow! from me. Wow!
3: That is quite the statement. <laughs> that is... Exactly. Wow, that took me back. Well, Exactly. It, it makes sense, though. That's going to be a phenomenal week. We are starting Monday, the 16th, here on the Living Forest, kicking off with a Kenobi character spotlight in canon. We'll be going over some of Obi-Wan's best moments in canon, some of the best books in canon that are all about him. Wednesday on the Cosmic Force, Emma and those folks are going through a lovely Obi-Wan Kenobi comic
0: called... Emma? From the Journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's really awesome. It's from the Star Wars 2015 (laughs) series, if you don't recognize the name.
3: Yes. Some amazing interludes were done uh, with some amazing Mike Mayhew art on that. Isn't that right?
0: I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. sounds familiar.
3: It's astonishingly good stuff. Uh, Thursday you can have astonishing good stuff Thursday and Legends Look Back the crew is doing a round table on Kenobi by John Jackson Miller that Emma you're gonna be on as well isn't that correct
0: uh, I believe so and uh, you girl gotta start the book let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you are busy <laughs> is, that I, a first, uh, is, is that a
4: first time read through
0: Yes, it is, which is, is oh, why I, I yes. desperately wanted to be on the show because, you know, I, I definitely want to, you know, share my thoughts. And I'm really excited. I got the audiobook book uh, so I can kind of, you know, listen to it faster. You know, college has taught yeah. me how to listen to things quickly. So uh, and then I'll, I'll follow right. along. So, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've only heard good things.
2: Yeah. Audio book is a great really experience good. of that one for sure.
3: Yes. And that'll be Thursday, Friday night. Wes, I know the game nights have been tumultuous. We've been trying to pull things up. Where are we at as far as emulators, as far as events? What are we thinking? What are we feeling? So,
5: I checked into the emulators, and an emulator is a program you can put on your computer where you can run old Xbox or PlayStation, Nintendo, whatever. It just runs as the console on your computer, and then you can load games onto it. So, I checked on that, and the emu- there's not one emulator that works well with Obi Wan oh, Star Wars really? game on the original Xbox. A so, there's not one. It'll it will pull up and it'll display like the start menu, but the the gameplay it, you can't you can't play it. It's all and the coding isn't correct. That's why me and Eric need to learn how to do that so we can get new jobs.
1: That's right. Um,
5: <laughs> uh, but so I do have an Xbox. I actually have two of them, original Xboxes. They're at my uh, they're at my wow, duck lease, you, baby, about two hours away.
3: Wait, your duck? The place right. you lease to a duck?
2: Correct.
5: Um, but So I have to go pick that up. But I did get this in today. So I have oh the game. God. Star Wars Obi-Wan. Hello. I have it. Wow. I don't know if it works. But I'll, I will know this week if it works. And then I also, just sitting here with this brand new game, was like, how am I going to play it? And I don't have RCA cables that connect to my computer. I need HDMI. Mm-hmm. So I had to order an HDMI cable for it for the old Xbox to connect to it. So hopefully this all works out correctly. I've done it with the mini SNES or the SNES mini, and it's hooked up to the computer just fine. So God willing, we're going to get Obi-Wan on Friday night at seven o'clock. For the continuation of Kenobi (laughs) Week.
3: That would be spectacular. Wes Jenkins,
2: Chief Technology Officer at Utini, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to work.
3: Dude, that game remains the only game I ever won in a free throw shooting contest on the elementary school basketball court. (laughs) I kid you not. Um, Oddly stupid. I'm I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, it was a core memory. And then, of course, Saturday at the Star Wars Archives, Trev and Jose are giving us the Ben years. They're going deep, deep. And if you listen to that show, you know it is very deep on the history of good old Ben the Hermit Kenobi. So, all kinds of stuff <laughs> coming up next week, starting May 16th to celebrate the man, the myth, the legend, Obi-Wan Kenobi. A week ahead of his release, because, y'all, we're less than three weeks away from the Obi-Wan show. That's I, I'm just going to keep saying that out loud, because it does feel <laughs> real. <laughs>
2: I know. Like, I know.
5: We have everyone what? on top of being together with everybody, on top of celebration, on top of everybody's feet hurting because we all went to Disney the day before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there's I some mean, there's some other big so stuff much. happening like outside of Star Wars that week too. Like Stranger Things yeah. opens yep. that same day as Kenobi does, and there's some other major TV yep. show I think it comes out that time too. Is I don't it Miss
3: Marvel or is that a little later? No, it's a little uh, later, but there's sh- something.
2: Something else is in there. There's just many things. There's so much stuff. Yeah, Yeah. insane, dude. Insane. Yeah, so many good week.
3: (laughs) Yes.
0: Remember when this was announced and we were like, "There's no way this is gonna happen," and like now it's yes. Oh yeah, the Obi Wan
3: show. (laughs) Sure. We're like,
0: okay, yeah, it'll get canceled. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All that's coming to you next week. And, of course, it's all made possible by our wonderful folks in our Patreon community. And we want to thank our newest patron, David Bruda, who became an annual patron this past week. Thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying all the extra content we have over there. All of our commentaries. Revenge of the Sith is up. Rogue One is up. Attack of the Clones is up. Phantom Menace is up. And our next Patreon goal is our *Infinity's UTD Network Multiverse of Madness. Anyone? Event. Where we're all going to switch shows. And of course the UTD documentary is being the Living Force UTD documentary, I should say, is being edited as we speak. We're going over actual edits of it this week. Um and that is our one thousand dollar goal. Uh I'm not gonna say anything else about it. You wanna see it? You wanna see it. Uh, That's what I'll say I have a uh I have a small in the chat. Pa- What's up, dude?
2: Oh, I have a small little ad to uh <gasps> Patreon. We we don't get to do this very often, but I I've been wanting to uh, talk a little more about what we spend the money on and stuff like, because oh, sure. people have, people ask sometimes like, and we, and we do big purchases and stuff like, you know, we've said last week and a couple weeks before that, like, you know, we've paid all this money for Star Wars Celebration. We've, we've spent like almost $6,000, I think on Star Wars Celebration. And that is like hugely thanks to our patrons. And I can't wait to show pictures of our booth and what that's going to be. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but last week, when on uh, when I was on the Cosmic Force, like Emma was saying, we had some major technology issues, and with. Uh, with Jacob taking a bit of a leave of abs- a- absence from producing that show. We needed a quick, fast technology upgrade. Wes and I got together and we're like, listen, man, let's just get Emma a gaming laptop. And we're like, we have the money to do that. And that is incredible to be able to say mm-hmm. like, thank you to our patrons for letting us be able to make rapid decisions like that. Because like, if we yeah. were having to save up you know, for several months or weeks to be able to afford an object like that, you know, it makes it hard to uh, continue to produce the content that we do. So special thank you specifically to our patrons for helping us be able to afford a new piece of equipment to help us produce some of our live shows, which we were able to make an easy decision and just make that purchase, which is really incredible. So thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thank you. You guys are saving me so much hours of trying to figure out what the heck is the problem. And (laughs) yeah, super, super appreciate every single one of
3: you. Yeah. Yeah, and we try to be as, like, obviously transparent as we can with you all, and you're right, Cor, we don't mm-hmm. talk about it too much, but, like, we, we, every single one of us here is a pure volunteer, and every cent that we get from any kind of Patreon, any kind of ad, is all to make these products best for you, because we love that you like watching, and we love that you love consuming yeah. what we have, uh, we thought the site makes you happy, the videos, the podcast, so thank you all, and again tune to the cosmic force next week to see oh my god it's so smooth now yeah. um, <laughs> and if you want to join our patreon community you can head over to <laughs> patreon.com/utini and help us i don't know get a, get get a little more swag to give y'all celebration so all right y'all celebration is just over 2 weeks away and the info keeps coming in and the slack channels are going crazy at utini because we now have a booth number that's right. All the booths Exhibitors got announced for Uteni. Or no, for all Celebration, just for us. Sorry. Just for Uteni. <laughs> all of our booths got announced that we have, <laughs> we have a single booth. Um, it will not cost us $2,800 to rent it, despite some incorrect emails that we got. Uh, but we do have a number. It is booth 2686. <laughs> so if you look at the convention yeah. map... We're by two six eight six Lego. <laughs> we're by Lego guys. Oh, is it yeah, two one eight yeah. seven? Stephanie, I wish we were two one eight seven. Oh, that's that so cool! Amazing.
4: Oh, oh dude,
2: man, yeah, we're in the fan. We're in the fan area. They also sent us uh, a really sweet map, which I'm probably not allowed to show. So I'm actually not. I do not believe they, we they are. They didn't give us. They didn't give us yeah, any instructions. I was about, about to pull it up. up. I know you yeah, were. So don't, so let's don't pull not them yet. up. <laughs> I don't know if that's we're <laughs> allowed to show that, but they sent us this really <laughs> sweet map of the whole show floor. And first of all, guys, it's enormous. It looks so much. Much bigger than Chicago comfy which is shoes. crazy because Get the Chicago yeah, seriously, the Chicago Advent Center is bigger I think than Anaheim is. So I don't know how it maybe it's just the map, but it looks insane. We had to zoom really <laughs> far in like 300% <laughs> just to be able to see the little square in which we exist on. It's crazy. And uh, we're in a good spot, I think. We're yeah. in a fan yeah. area like kind of next to some of the conventions and next to Lego. Like it's going to be a pretty we bumping, got a corner piece. Corey, it's a corner piece. we got a corner. We got a we corner. Corner spot, man. It's uh <laughs> the, got some spillover room life. if it's y'all want to come hang out. We were having to uh, we were having to review like the rules and and how, like how the exhibitor works, how pack in and move out goes, like this feels so real suddenly, which yep. is yeah. insane because we've been we've been really. This has been like like when I started Uteni, this was like a lifelong achievement. If we make it to celebration, I will feel like I made it. And man, I'm just getting more and more giddy the closer we get. Like this is nuts. We get to get there early. We get to see the stuff where nobody else does. Like it feels so. I'm just such. I'm so freaking honored. Like I'm, I'm gonna have. To, it's gonna be really hard to like stay humble and. But like it just feels. Like, such a huge honor to even be in the same category as, like, some of these big organizations. So, yeah. You know. I,
0: I mean, like, uh, the, the Lego booth is right behind us. Like, how insane is that? That's insane. I'm real uh, nervous, yeah. Emma. I'm uh, real same. nervous about yeah. that. This is horrible. And actually. <laughs> We're not going to go well. Uh, actually, our friend Jacob. He's going to make good content. Yeah. Uh, he took the map, and he wrote out where all the places you can spend money are. They put us right in the middle of all the places where you spend money. Her Universe, sure Hasbro, Funko, sure Box Launch. Mm-hmm. It is going to be an issue, let me tell you. It is. <laughs> it is yep, the no. good
2: news is the good news is they also announced today that Lego is one of the big announce, uh, big uh, exhibitors that you have to like use reservation and have to win a lottery to even get access yep, to these stand oh, so yeah. you know oh, yeah. it's a good I wonder thing. If they'll have
5: mystery boxes there Hope
2: not Wes <laughs> <laughs> Wes You in the mystery box well, dude I'll tell you what
3: uh, so Emma is actually putting together um, our panels our, our booth schedule cuz we have a lot of folks from Utini that are coming there and, and some of us uh, will be going around, like, uh, doing panels and, 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 like, tweeting out media coverage and taking video. And other folks will be at the booth at different times. So if you want to come say hi, there will always be a Uteni member there. Uh, we hope to say hi. Like, if you get some swag at those booths, swing on by. Show us what you got. It'll be super fun. Um, come hang out. Get some free stuff. Get some bookmarks. Get some stickers. We're very excited to see you. 2686. 2686. And the panels on Saturday morning at ten thirty AM on the fan stage. Can't wait. No, another thing we can't wait for is something that might have slightly higher production value than our panel, and it's the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi TV show. Because y'all we got a new official trailer on May the fourth. Um, we could not escape him, as Reva would say. Uh I just want to go around run real quick, y'all. What were fair parts of this trailer? Charles, I know I keep coding for Obi Wan stuff, but this is what you got. This is your year, bro. Like, what was this like to watch this full trailer, and what did you love that we didn't see before?
4: Okay. Well, first, let me just say that I was at work when this dropped, and uh, I mean, you know, it was was relatively early in the morning, and when you're in the hospital, when you're working in the hospital, the morning's a very busy time. That's when you sit around a table, and you all kind of, like, talk about what you're going to do for every patient in detail. I just left as soon as i saw that this thing <laughs> came out i just left i went i found a secluded area i have my phone and i just watched it for the first time and i i mean literally goosebumps every every inch of me goosebumps and i think if i had to choose a couple of things that really excited me one it, probably the most exciting thing for me that final shot of you and just uh in in the classic obi-wan robes is what it looks yeah. like yeah, right yeah i think so uh and you hear that that vader breath come yeah, in dude. i mean <laughs> holy <laughs> smokes it yeah. is it literal is literal chills dude yeah and it it's tangible the type of conflict that we're going to see between vader and obi-wan again and i just i i, I know it's real cuz we're seeing more and more footage every time it still doesn't feel real
3: yeah that was amazing and it and it might be like Creative use of audio, right? Like, maybe it's not the Vader shot, but like the composition, you're right, was so beautiful. The skill with which they lit it, everything, you're right. Um, Okay, yeah. Justin in the chat, (laughs) I'm going to say that my favorite part was also Owen Lars being like, oh, like you trained his father. (laughs) 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 The The memes were so harsh.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Literally.
3: He must be trained. Oh, you mean like the guy that almost died? (laughs)
5: just one bad experience and that goes all out on obi-wan you know
3: yeah the next line is actually you and saying it was one time
4: you know what's crazy too though is uh when the first like teaser trailer came out we talked a lot about that really dark shot where it looked like someone was shooting at the main character in the foreground but he was holding a blaster and we're like who is that like he's using a blaster it's probably not obi-wan no we saw nothing but like hand-to-hand combat and blaster yeah, use dude. in this trailer. <laughs> he flipped a guy mean.
3: over his shoulder and then spun around and did like a, a freaking sniper shot. i yeah, like,
2: oh, He's committed to not using the lightsaber, that's for sure. He's
0: committed to not being civilized, shall we say?
3: Damn <clears> yeah. straight. Right.
0: Cannot wait I'm for
2: excited, it. I'm excited, man. I can't believe – listen, yeah. the only thing I want to say <laughs> is I cannot believe that that we are this far after episode four – and we are still creating more details and connective tissue to explain tiny little details in the original Star Wars film from yeah. 1976. That is 45 insane. Years. 45 insane years. Insane to me. Like, one of the first scenes, like, the only thing that Owen Lars had to say was, like, oh, that old wizard, like, he's nothing to be concerned about. You know? Like,
3: yep. Yep. like that, that's insane, dude. It's that insane. actor made, like, like $84. In. He was like, all right, great, done forever. <laughs> exactly. <Who cares?"> insane. <laughs>
5: And they're just pulling these characters from animated, like the fifth brother. Yep. I'm not sure the th- the third sister is, yeah, is re, in the animated. Yeah,
3: she's new, but we did get a confirmation that she is yeah. the third sister now, Reva. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So that's, that's
5: amazing. We're starting to pull those anima- and the animated and, characters and video games. to live action. And video
0: games, too. It looks exactly. like uh, maybe yeah. Fortress Inquisitorias from Jedi Fallen Order, maybe. Yeah. Yep. The that's Purge sick. Troopers. We <laughs> saw those guys from, from Fallen that's Order right, as well. That's yeah. right, like,
2: yeah, oh. Inquisitor looks better too. You know, yeah. I'll yes. say it. I'll say he looks better. I think <laughs> yes. the original
0: issue longer. was like the lighting. I think honestly, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They used CG to elongate his head. Now he looks better. I think that's what the <laughs>
5: answer
0: is.
2: <laughs> yeah, he does. He did need a longer head.
0: He a, longer a longer head. head.
2: Longer head. <laughs> yeah. Just
0: put him in the Just trash compactor wait. a little bit. You know. You can say, his, <laughs>
2: you, can, you can say that his head is growing on me. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you.
5: I'll give you that one, Corey. That was pretty good.
0: Uh, (laughs) Well,
3: if somehow you're still interested in that show after Corey's description right there, um, yeah, fun fact, Obi-Wan comes out, you know when it's coming out, I'm not going to tell you, you listen to a Star Wars podcast, you know it's coming out soon, but I will say, um, if you followed along with the toys of Star Wars, as a lot of us do, you remember that Boba Fett had Boba Fett Fridays, which totally had never disappointing, always great merchandise that came out um every week every week that i'm sorry that's not fair um every week that book of Boba effect came out they promised cool stuff we never got a chrysanthemum funko but they did say that obi-wan wednesdays which sound a lot like you teeny tuesdays and we're gonna we're gonna find that contract um yeah. obi-wan wednesdays are starting up on may 25th with exclusive merch drops for the obi-wan show they do already mention funko and lego and things like that so if y'all are interested like some of us on this show that might be a Slack channel that's all about toys. Maybe. Uh, get ready every Wednesday, Emma. What are you stoked for? What do you want?
0: Oh gosh, uh, my kingdom for a Reva Funko Pop. That's like that's all I want out of this. If that's the only thing we get, <laughs> I will be happy.
3: I uh, I want a Lego Fortress Inquisitorius.
0: Oh, dude. Okay. I will, it, say, like, I, will, I will take like, that like, as well. It's
2: quite the want, my dude. <laughs> I know, but like, can you imagine,
0: like, even if it's, it's in like, micro so scale, you know what I mean? Like, built from just yeah. studs. I'll take
5: it. Last week on the Cosmic Force aftermath, we were—I was kind of looking through the the Star Wars um, like merchandise you get. They, they took a lot of—they uh, took a lot of discounts for on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I was going through those pictures, and there was T-shirts and figures, and then there were Lego sets. What didn't get a discount? Yeah. But good yeah, lord, there was the Millennium Falcon. Yep. There was the AT-AT, mm-hmm. and then there was. Uh, one of the like the galactic battle cruiser or something like eight hundred dollars, man. Mm. It's ridiculous. Like, <clears throat> that is my dream. I someday,
0: you, <laughs> <wild>. <laughs> I told you
2: somewhere that the friggin' uh, unopened Legos like have exceeded the S and five hundred in the last twenty years in it's true. Uh, <laughs> investment yep. growth. But Corey, <laughs> it's it. only yeah.
0: good if you don't open them. That's I know, it's only problem. good if you don't open, which kind of defeats the purpose. But, yeah, this, yeah. this that's the
2: well, – you guys know I'm not a big collector, but Lego is the one thing that I really have trouble saying no to because it's so expensive, yeah. but they're so fun to build, and they're just hard to display, and I don't know where I would they're put them. They're super nostalgic, and, yeah, too. Yeah. Buy them, build them, and sell them. That's a good – There thing you go. Do. Glue
3: them together. No, it's the best times of day. I built another Lego set this weekend. It was a video game one, so I won't plug it on the show.
0: One you know, of us. Great. And I will, I will
3: manifest, though. If anyone at celebration has the the solo Kessel Run Millennium Falcon unopened that they wanna like give to your favorite podcaster. That is actually that that was one of the most market value. (laughs) That was one of the most fun builds
0: ever. The Kessel Run Falcon specifically. So fun. Can't wait. All right. Aside from merch though.
3: Aside (laughs) from merch, uh, we did have a couple two more fun things we're gonna get to before we talk about some Queen's Hope. I wanna give a congratulations to the Star Wars and Lucasfilm and the crew of Ahsoka! Because the live action show started filming today and look at this Holy glorious God. director's <laughs> chair Jeez. with what the unmistakable shot. cowboy hat. What
2: is this time <laughs> in which we live in? <laughs> Holy crap. It's just, it feels not real. Like, are we asleep? Is this a dream? Yeah. Like, how can we be getting all these shows? Like, surely they've all been canceled, right? Surely it was yeah. too optimistic to announce 10 live action shows, you know? Surely, no, no. It's actually happening. There's Dave Filoni's had to prove it.
5: I want to go back there and fill around with those computers. Yeah, I mean, I like it looks
2: two. they look super. I bet one of those will play Obi think, think they got a? I think they got a RCA HDMI connector in there, Wes. <laughs> no, absolutely
5: not. They have something that's not, that hasn't been put out for the retail market that's
2: right, yet. Right, exactly.
3: Yeah, but well, those of you that are, that are listening later, uh, of course, on the Star Wars official Twitter and Instagram today, they put up the picture. It's it's the classic director's chair, you know, the wooden guy, and then the, the Ahsoka <clears throat> logo emblazoned on the back of it. And it is just that moment of, like, my goodness. I thought, you know, if we're lucky, maybe 10 years down the line. Like, we'll get Ahsoka something. But I also believe today was Rosario Dawson, who plays Ahsoka, I believe either yesterday or today was legit her birthday. Um, Oh, wow. So what a great way to spend it. Uh, starring as Ahsoka. And if you haven't watched the behind-the-scenes of the Book of Boba Fett Disney gallery that dropped on May the 4th, there's some great stuff there of her losing her absolute mind seeing Mark Campbell. Yeah. Uh, and it really makes, you, uh, makes, makes the heart really happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you can tell
0: that she's that. just like as a much of a, of a fan as, as we are. That's always my favorite thing, mm-hmm. is when you can tell the actors and actresses just love the thing that they're acting in just as much as the yep. fans do. Because then you know it's in good hands.
3: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. day one, congrats on that team. Can't wait to see the show. But before that show comes, we're going to get many, many, many books, including Brotherhood Tomorrow, most obviously. But the next pre-order, Shadow of the Sith, just got a new excerpt today on io9, and it was a great excerpt. I think Adam Christopher has an amazing writing style. If you haven't read the excerpt, go for it, if you don't want spoilers, of course. But most importantly, we got an image of the Sith foe that we saw, I believe, on the cover, but it's a little more detailed. And, oh, my God, I love a good character design, guys. <laughs> look at this <laughs> terrifying beast. It's freaky. Oh, so my scary. God.
2: I know. I love it. It's I like love something out these, of a nightmare. Are they are these kyber?
3: kyber? Yeah. yeah.
2: Nice. There you go. Are these kyber crystals? It looks like it. They
3: look like Maybe. kyber crystals. And, and from what we know of it, uh, Io 9 did say that, obviously, you know, we, we do not know the identity of this new enemy just yet. But, quote, they said, we don't know for sure. But Io9 can confirm that if you've been reading the canon Star Wars novels, the true identity of this masked figure will be a familiar face to you. And there has been speculation. I know in Discord and even within our Slack on Twitter, um, like people, some people found characters from the interludes of Aftermath that could work on it. But I am, I'm very excited. I always love a mask and a red lightsaber. I mean, come on, it's a it's a tried and true formula. It always works.
0: You know, there's a lot of speculation to be had, but let's be real. It's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> We're finally getting it. You can he's tell with the nails. Con- finally.
5: He's canonized <laughs> as a
2: Sith.
0: You're muted, Corey.
3: <laughs> you're muted, Corey. Can't hear what you're saying,
5: Corey.
2: I'm sure it's great, though. Of course I'm muted. I know. <laughs> I, drink, so I, had to mute myself. I do this every episode, I feel like. I had a med <laughs> student ask me this week uh, if uh, how I felt about Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord, and I was like, get out of here, man. Get out of <laughs> here. <laughs>
0: Oh, JG uh, in the chat. Misa, come back to ignite the red. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh,
3: but if you want to know more, obviously, head over to uh, IO9 and Gizmodo. They have that excerpt up for now. It's an incredible uh, look at the writing style and this nice little. I'm not going to say anymore. Some people don't like to know anything about excerpts. Go check it out if you like. Most importantly, though, get that pre order in because this book comes out on June 28th. We got a while. We got a while. But not really for most books, just for Star Wars. Like, oh, my God, a month and a half. Like, no, that's, that's not a lot of time. But <laughs> um, Shadow of comes out. And then Padawan by Kirsten White comes out the next month, July 26th. Head over to the new release calendar on Eugenie.com. Get those pre-orders in. Get Sithy with it. Get some Padawans in your life. <laughs> get, get Sithy with it? What do you think that? about that? What wow, do we feel? That, was, you that, about that, that? Just came, that just came out, bro. I don't that like was that one. Not bit. I don't feel very at all. I don't <laughs> feel oh, at all. Yeah, no. all for it. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what, I feel bad about that. But instead of going to an ad this week, I'm feeling feisty. I'm feeling energized. Let's jump right into The Roundtable Part 2. Everyone, if you've not read Queen's Hope yet, um, one, bravo for clicking on this episode uh, and just trusting us. We like it. But I would stop now, read the book. From here on out, we got full spoilers. Uh, If you didn't check out Part 1, go back to last week. Listen to what we chatted about. We had a bunch of character talks about Padme and Sabe and a bunch of great stuff there. But without further ado, um, unlike the Miami Heat, I ain't going to miss right now as I throw it over to Charles. I'm sorry, I'm done now. That's my last one.
1: That the was the last one. <laughs> one huh? That's oh,
4: wow. right, guys. It's time to talk about Thor. I mean, Padme, <laughs> definitely, definitely Padme. Um, and we're gonna start with some Charles, overarching can't questions. Charles, get you
3: to me warning me. <laughs> 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 Woo!
4: Flashback that to is. that photo. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go straight to overarching questions. And the first thing I want to know, just very broadly, is how did the Queen's trilogy overall change your view of Padme? What is the biggest takeaway that you have about the character of Padme?
3: Mm. Hmm. I, she ranks above Leia for me right now. Whoa. I think that's, I, I don't know if that's just the trilogy. I don't know if that's just the last couple of years, but for me personally, and don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Leia Organa is a queen general elite legend. Let's be, let's be clear. Here, I feel like I'm like Stephen A. Smith. Like, let me, was let me be clear. I just <laughs> going to say <laughs> <laughs> That's for eight of you. Um, uh, but this trilogy, being inside Padme's head in these and listening to, like, every piece of Padme content we've gotten in the last couple of years has really just affected me in a very personal way. I, I, I love how vulnerable she is. I love now seeing her expanded cast and how much she relied on her friends. I now understand so much more of of the tension that she held trying to keep all the parts of her life kind of going and to see how hard she fought to do things that didn't work out. And I think that's a very important thing that we don't talk about a lot in life is that a lot of times things don't work out. And that does not mean you didn't try your hardest and you weren't worthy of the task. I think that seeing her go toe-to-toe with Palpatine so many times in these books seeing her go toe to toe with every senator even though she's younger even though she's trying to be more like more passionate rather than tactile like i don't know she's just risen just such a high level of esteem for me and i don't think that would have happened if i hadn't picked up queen shadow years ago
5: yeah i um she is a very strong uh female character Especially for the prequels, but she like whenever there was a conflict, she never went with the flow. she always had her own ideas, mm-hmm. and it, that was a part of the movies, but it's, essentially in the books, she always had her, her own ideas of what what needs to be done and what she can to help the problem not she will not just say be like a yes man or a yes woman mm-hmm. um to go along with what is being. Put down in the Senate, or what kind of um, problems are being explored? She has her own ideas, and has other people that agree with her. So she has she's a very strong female character that I appreciated, um, that you can get behind, and not just like not just a background character, somebody that you can that you'd want to read more books about. Yeah. Hopefully, there's something <gasps> something else after the the Queen's trilogy.
0: Yeah, yes. I, I think to me, like I think that she puts everything else above herself no matter how much she is struggling and I think we see that the most in this book like it doesn't matter um, if she really feels like she needs some time to herself or you know whatever the case might be you know in the, in this book maybe you know she feels like she needs some more time with Anakin and stuff none of that matters to her all that matters to her is is the cause and I think that we definitely see that selflessness come out quite a bit in this book, even though we already knew it was there. I I, I didn't think that it was like to this level. She was keeping secrets from, you know, from Sabe. I I honestly thought that she would have like Mm -hmm. told Sabe that. And it was honestly quite shocking to me that she didn't. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so I think that that told me the most about her. I think out of any of these books that she would keep such a secret from, from Sabe. Mm -hmm.
4: She went to save Queen Jamilia's sister before her wedding night.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's Padme,
2: not
5: yeah. knowing if that would take longer than exactly, a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm sure I'll be. It back. could have been in like like a battle for weeks,
0: <laughs> yeah. and then didn't tell Anakin where she was post-trail. going. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "She'll be fine." Yeah. yeah, I haven't
3: seen her in ten years, but how long could it take a day? <laughs> <laughs> like, what could a banana cost? Ten dollars? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I think I, I think
2: I pretty much agree with everything everything everybody's already said. I mean, as far as takeaways from the, the trilogy and stuff. I think the biggest thing for me has been like actually a little less about Padme and more about all the background characters has been really mm-hmm. cool. Like like Padme was like she's I feel like she's already a well established even before this this trilogy she's a well established female character, but like we got a ton of really cool, like female characters in the background of of this. Like really strong women, kinda all throughout. Like all the handmaidens are like like very individually cool and 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 like have a lot of like strength and power and, and like agency and I really like that I like how how many really great like female characters we got all through the all through the trilogy was really awesome like like we 've seen all over the internet and in our community and stuff like so many women have really loved these books, and like you know how like we 're always talking about the more inclusive Star Wars books can be, the more people are going to read them, and the more people that read them, the more cool projects we get so like. And you know, I want everybody to feel like they can get get something out of Star Wars and see themselves in it. And like, if this can introduce, you know, some little girl to Star Wars, if this is the first one that she picked up because she saw a mm-hmm. character that reminded her of herself on there. Then, you know, yeah, bring it on, man, bring it on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. You
3: can judge a book by its cover sometimes. That way, you know, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. like one of the, like the real yeah. cool things. Like, like these covers, like why 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 I have them next to me, like, is that they are all so striking in that way that. Yeah, Padme does literally encompass all three of these women that are on the cover. Even mm-hmm. though they're all her, they're all different versions of her. It's true. And I think that in the, what, 20, literally 20 years this year since Attack of the Clones, we have seen how how hard that was. And even though we only got a couple hours with her on screen, gosh, it's expanded.
4: Yeah.
0: Thank right. goodness for that, too.
4: Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, this book did talk about a lot of other people besides Padme and so Corey I'm glad that you brought that up because it also wasn't just the Handmaidens as a group this book made a point to have these interludes essentially about Mm -hmm. various very strong women throughout the Star Wars timeline so you know it started out with Shmi but we also got something about Beru which I was not expecting honestly um Organa was was one of them what did y'all kind of think about those moments and how did they serve the overall story? Like why were those moments that didn't exactly tie into the larger story of this trilogy? Why were they important to include?
0: Well, I I think that like, honestly, those women are so influential in Padme's life, whether she knew it or not. Right. Like she's never, I don't think that she's ever met Bria or at least not in the context that we know her. Right. But she ends up raising her daughter. Um, and, And honestly, uh, the Shmi one, uh, the one that started off the book. I remember, oh you know, I opened God. up the book so good. and I opened up, you know, I read read it, started crying, and then I opened up a message to Eric saying, "Eric, this is amazing. This is like the best thing I've ever <laughs> read, and I can't stop crying. It is just so good. Like because all of these characters, we don't see a whole lot of them, like in any media whatsoever. Period. End of story." But to get, like, a couple pages of just pure emotional just goodness is – I think it's it's so important. You know, Beru's had an impact on her. You know, we know that she and Owen, their relationship had an impact on how Anakin sees relationships. Obviously, Shmi was Anakin's mother, and that's what made Padme feel so passionate about, you know, the slavery issue <laughs> in the galaxy and – um yeah, it, it, they all hit so hard, and I, I think I teared up at all of them, but it was, like, heavy crying at at the Shmi one, for sure. They're just, <laughs> oh, they're so well written. It reminds me of some of uh, yeah. Claudia Gray's interludes. Like, they just hit you, like, smack in the face, and it's just, it's so good, but it hurts so much.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I agree with you, and I also with what Justin just said in the chat. Uh, I, I do believe, so yeah, she did meet Bria um, when they went to Alderaan in, the, in Shadow, maybe, but... Mm-hmm. It was also, these were my favorite parts of the book. And I think, both for good and for rough, because, like, the majority of the book were not these, which was fine, but these were written so well and started the book that I'm like, oh, my God! Like, they they were so (laughs) excellent that I almost kind of wished there were more of them because they were were so interesting Mm -hmm. and so intriguing, and they were written in such a different sort of voice. And you're spot on, Emma, I think, about, like, how they affected Padme's life and sculpted her in that way and... It really kind of shows how these, how Shmi, Baru, Bria, like, I don't think it's an accident that we're talking about this, like, right around Mother's Day as well. It was just this week. Like, how they literally sculpted the galaxy as a whole. And I think these interludes were so interesting to kind of elevate them even further. To be like, how many of us have known a woman like this that we meet once, or does a thing here, but just that moment kind of shapes whoever you are and then of course with beru the addition of the white suns in that Mm -hmm. evolution kind of changes a lot of things retroactively Mm -hmm. but i i I really thought they were one of the clearly clearly something e.k johnson really loved to write and put a lot of thought behind and based on just the pure craft of how they were written
4: yeah
5: and one thing we did learn in the interlude with with brea organa was that bale took brea's last name
3: Oh yeah, that's right. I, don't I forgot about that. Yeah. that was, that's been around. Yeah.
5: So, oh, it has been it has around. Been okay, in, so that's the first time ways, that I have yeah. read that.
3: Has been talked yeah. about so a lot. So I thought time.
5: that. Yeah, that's something that does. That's not normally. That's not normally done. I appreciate that that was been put into the book. Bale so, is an
3: icon. He's a feminist yes. hero. <laughs> 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 Let's be clear. Make that button, Bill or Gun, a feminist icon. <laughs> <laughs> i
4: will wear it
0: eric that's a tattoo you're gonna get a celebration <laughs> oh, Yes. Very, very we'll good point. For it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah no there was a, i i will say i like how the interludes they talked about the character without saying the name until the very end right so like yeah. you kind of you you're like okay who's this about to be about and you would yeah context clues kind of really build up to yeah. knowing who it was and, and, and we all knew who it was before we got to that last line. But then it was such a payoff to get that last line and, and kind of confirm who it was. And, Eric, you mentioned, you know, this came out around Mother's Day, etc. I want to point out the Shmi one, too, not just because it was the start of the book and not just because it was very touching, but um, this made me realize something. I've always thought Anakin was good at all these things that he's good at. Pod racing, you know, whatever, fighting flying using the force all these things because he's the chosen one. And we find that actually his his kind of his usefulness to Watto, right? His his tech abilities, like his ability to build things like C3PO, that actually came from Shmi. Had nothing to do with the fact yeah. that he was the chosen one. Like she was the one that was actually an expert in that. And we we see that kind of carried forward through Anakin's story. So that was pretty touching, I think. I
2: love yeah, that. no question. Sure. That was some of my favorite parts of the whole book. Honestly, it's those little, those little throw-ins like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of really great explanations. There's a, there's some popular shmee like, not really. It's a, like a fan want, I guess. Like, uh, like manifestation, I guess. You see, there we go. Here, here, here. <laughs> it's like a fan manifestation. I can't remember what it is. Like, there's a popular story that everybody always wants about shmee. Shmee, and I think it's like, I think the biggest story is just like. I think just about how Anakin came to be and all that kind of stuff, like such an interesting character that is heavily featured in films that we really don't know that much about. And I think I think some of that was like by design, I guess, but now it's been a long time since that movie was was created and that character was created. Now we have the ability to do that sort of stuff in the expanded universe stuff. So I love to see I love to see the books like this, like, give us small, minor explorations of these characters, even if it's not, like, the big story that everybody wants, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool to – this is how they judge, like, what, what would be a good story, you know? is like you put little right. touch points like this in there, so.
3: And also, I am very much team interlude. Every author going forward, if you're listening, because you know who starred in interludes? Cobb Vanth. That's right remember those oh, that's aftermath interludes yeah. that's like, true man so many times if you're like oh, i don't know maybe i'll just put this little nugget in here and uh you never know you never know where they that can go true. and like they can be, be so know. impactful so hey maybe if you how do i bring play. yeah how do I, how do I put these chapters together you don't need to make something up in another planet and just throw it in the book i don't care i'll read it
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah um they were they were really incredible um there was a lot of representation in this book, though, for uh, some characters that we probably weren't expecting to see, and one in particular that really stood out. And there was a lot of discourse about, I think, in the fandom, was the trans female clone in this novel named Sister. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm curious. I mean, for for obvious reasons, you know, why was this important to feature in this novel? But but why do you think EK Johnson's uh, chose to do this with a clone specifically.
0: Mm, I love this inclusion so much because it made so much sense to me. Uh because the clone troopers, you know, they show their individuality in so many different ways like with their hairstyles and the way that they, you know, decorate their armor and stuff like that. They give themselves names, and it only makes sense to me that they would have different gender identities and things like that. And mm-hmm. it honestly like it It just it just made sense. It felt natural. It felt like something you would see in you know the Clone wars or or the bad batch. like it it just it makes sense. It's another way to you know show individuality. And the fact that the clones all accepted her, that was like really cool to see. And yeah, i I, I thought it was just amazing,
3: yeah, I,
5: I I just found a great quote that that just sums up what you just said, Emma. And it says, I, I was afraid before I left Camino. We don't really know what happens to unusual clones, mm. but my brothers never let me doubt. I wasn't sure if the Jedi would understand. But the Jedi are all about transcending things. Mm. I don't think we can complain if you've transcended gender. Yeah. Transcended gender? We'll work on it, but I but I like where it's heading. Mm. It's sister talking to Anakin Skywalker. That's great. Super good quote.
3: Anakin gets it. Like it's yeah. I think that was that was a cool thing about writing it too was that it was it was addressed it wasn't a problem. And I think that's, like, you know, I always say, yeah. right, what do I, uh, like, authors authors write for the world in which they are living and some of that, and, like, I think it's no secret that this is a very important issue in, in the world we're living in right now, especially a lot of writers are, like, <clears throat> the trans community is really up, up, underrepresented in a lot of places and is still facing, like, a lot of hardships, even in places, even within the LGBTQ community, it is still sometimes decently hard for trans folks to find... An amount of representation and love and acceptance, and I think this is a excellent way of of throwing this character in. And I love that it's in, it's within this book that has so many queer characters, has so much love. And I think having a character like Anakin be like, "Oh yeah, awesome, whatever, you're great." Moving on, like no, Anakin Skywalker did it too. It's not just because it's Padme. It's not just because it's Naboo. Nope, it's wartime. It's the Clone Wars, which y'all love, and it's Anakin. And I'm like, that's such a key yeah. thing to be like. Now, the, it was a the most Star
2: representation, yeah, yeah,
3: the most Star yeah. Warsy you... character of Star Wars, Anakin Skywalker. I love that.
4: Yeah. Do you think? I know this might be a stretch. Do you think there's any sort of connection to Omega or the Bad Batch? Because we learned that she's technically a clone too, right?
0: Yeah. Man, I
4: hope no so. Idea. I, maybe not. Maybe yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I want to, I want to, sure. I want to say no because, like, like we're sort of meant to understand that 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 Omega is just a female clone. I feel like I think mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to understand. So
3: I think I that's know. what we get, and there's a difference. I, yeah, yeah, I think there is a difference. I, I wouldn't mean, say a
5: similarity, but it's it's like a parallel, right? There's a, there's got to be a parallel with there's different clones alongside all of the you know, millions that were bought and paid for. Right. Which is kind of weird to say. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> but, kind of, it's, yeah. It's kind of like
3: how, uh, you know, lately some folks would be like, man, there's a lot more you know trans kids than there used to be. It's like, well, 50 years ago, there were a lot more left-handers than there used to be too. You know, it, it's not that this has become more common. It's just that, oh, now we don't, you know, hit them with sticks essentially and like <laughs> demonize it, you know? Yeah. It's not yeah, suppressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Suppressed, that's the word.
0: I yeah. mean, I think like – um You know, I think as much as we would, you know, hope for, you know, maybe some sort of connection or even just to see her in like the Bad Batch or something, that'd be really cool. I don't think that like, I don't think Disney is, you know, there yet, which is unfortunate. But that's why we have these books, you know, at the very least, until we get to that point. That's why we have that representation in these books. Yeah. And if you haven't seen...
5: Because she's a clone, because she's a clone, she's a much better shot than the... Than the uh, stormtroopers <laughs> from the original <laughs>
3: Yes. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Love it.
4: Well, aside from that awesome moment, there was a relatively healthy amount, I think, of sort of thinly veiled social commentary, uh, shall we say. So regardless of your thoughts on you know, legalizing spice, for example, which came up in this book, <laughs> did those moments ever take you out of the book?
3: little bit i will say like i am i it's it's no surprise to anyone that's ever met me or listened to me on this like I, i'm i'm pretty decently lefty uh both in my natural gifts and also in my thoughts um, i'm pretty thrower. sure that's an understatement eric
2: i'm pretty sure you have described yourself on the show as the token liberal of the Uchini team <laughs> that is well that as well um, I mean, how could you not be though to be honest though i mean you're yeah. you're you're from like you've done the theater thing that is a very yep. much like ingrained in 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 liberal stuff For right for for good reason too yeah. I mean a lot of yeah unrepresented a per- was in... people participate in that community yeah. so I learned get that, a lot 100%.
3: so I'm like politically all the stuff that was that <clears throat> like like legalizing spice all stuff like I am very much aligned with that being said, the way it was handled in this book <clears throat> it did take me out now and then because I think that just for the pure ways that it came up. It did seem slightly inorganic, unlike the spice itself, which I'm sure was very organic. Um, (laughs) Hashtag Chicago. Pure stuff gets a better better price on the street. (laughs) I I, I have actually quite liked, uh, like. The spice in Star Wars is always interesting because George Lucas made a universe for kids full of drug lords and kingpins, and we just kinda gotta roll with it. Like there's a hookah den in, in Return of the Jedi, and everyone's getting high and drunk, and then there's a lightsaber fight. Like, this is what the world is.
4: It's also hilarious that spice, which is like the hardcore drugs, is something that we can find in our kitchen, but cigarettes were. Death sticks like that. <laughs> <know. so>. Yeah, <laughs> like so I good. haven't had
3: medicinal cocaine in my life. You know what I mean? So I think that like the the this, that particular thing, th- just the handling of it, I-, I wasn't the most delicate and organic <clears throat> thing. To answer your question, Charles. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree with yeah, that. I agree yeah, with I would, that. I would agree, I would agree with that too. And and you know we. We I follow EK Johnson on Twitter and stuff and and she's a uh, you know she gets out there man like she really gets out there oh, like yeah. she's a little she can be a little in your face sometimes and you know if if that is the way that you express your belief system then you know so be it I guess but Bada-bing. you know that 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 makes it it's not my style either and it makes it kind of hard it makes it hard for me to not separate author from from content sometimes like when when I know that that you know. Um, Johnson's as outspoken as she is, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I think, I think when I know that about the author, like reading the page, it's like, it feels like some of the words feel like they're, they're happening in the Star Wars universe and you're just in your mind's eye and you're there. Right. But other words feel like, okay, this is get Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it feels like yeah. I'm reading, yeah. I can, mm-hmm. I see the author's face reading me this passage rather than I see. You know the pages happening as they're occurring, right? So, which is a little bit hard for me to get behind sometimes. Like, you know, I think uh, I think we're seeing more pro- progressive thoughts in in ideology in Star Wars in the last good lord three years than we've ever seen. Like, it's happening like in more and more books, which is amazing, and I I love that <laughs> representation. Um, but like it it like to the point it's happening at, at such a great rate that like. I feel like we don't necessarily have to be angry about it, you know? We don't have to be no. so aggressive about trying to put every <laughs> single possible type of representation we can put in one single book that we can squeeze in there because, like, that's my belief system. I want to see what I can get away with, which is what it felt like a little bit at at times, which I don't know if that's a fair assessment or not, you know? It, it's It's not that I even disagree with any of the ideas. I loved all the representation we got in this book. It was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. So, like, I don't know. It did take me out a little bit to answer the question. And it's not because... I disagree with any of the things that were put in there. It's just, it just took me out. I mean, I don't know how else to get around it. Like, yeah. there's some things that well, are too I, close to home. I guess, you know yeah, I mean? I think, yeah. I think that's.
4: Be... I think you hit the nail on the head. There is, it's not, as you're saying, a disagreement with the ideas. It's that a lot of us are using these books to escape, right? And uh-huh. and so when you introduce sort of some politically charged or socially charged, whatever ideas, it can sometimes take you out and, and take you back to some of the stresses you know, that you're yeah. trying to escape by reading yeah. this book. I think that's yeah. kind of what it comes exactly. to. Exactly.
2: I know exactly how I personally feel about legalizing marijuana, right? <laughs> but yeah. do I want to explore that politically charged thing in a Star Wars book? I don't know, man. It's kind of heavy, man. I just want to <laughs> freaking watch lightsabers yeah. and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I think that's one of the so, fun things, know.
3: like ju- like uh, Justin wrote in the chat earlier, like uh, when Daniel Jose Older put in mm-hmm. uh, like, non-binary characters in the Last Shot, Made a very major point that all main Star Wars characters just respect pronouns. They just it's not it's not yeah. an issue, and I think that's the that's Matthews, like in, yeah. and like seeing like yeah. Yane and Sasha had their relationship in Queen's Peril and Queen's Shadow was like, <clears throat> great. Like that's just <clears throat> what the world is, and it's an idealistic view of the world. And I think, it, I think it just purely comes down to how the page is written. I think that's all. Yeah. Like, do I yeah. think it shouldn't have been in there? Absolutely not. I love that it was. Like you're saying, Corey. But, Charles, to your question, did it take you out and put you back in the real world? It did for a second because of the, of the craft itself.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I
5: feel it shouldn't be.
0: It, ahead thanks. Ahead. I, I agree with you, Eric. Like, um, I think of the, it's kind of the difference between representation and then straight-up politics. Like, <clears throat> and, and it definitely has to do with, with how it's written. You're right. Because you know, representation can be folded in very naturally because that's just how the world that's is. Put it's put very it. di- diverse. Mm-hmm. It's folded uh, in. I like that. That's yeah, not- yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, but but political commentary is not in our everyday lives and it is not right. representative of what our everyday lives are like. Not all of us. I mean, if you work in politics, it's different, but, um, right. you know, there's very few of us that do. Um, so I, I think it's just a difference of how it's written and also just... You know, if it's natural, you know, our, our yep. everyday yeah. lives I are so diverse, you that. know, so of, so, of course yeah. representation is going to feel more natural than than political commentary. I think that's, you know, whether you agree with it or not, I think that's absolutely, you know, normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, aside from those moments that maybe took you a little bit out of it or maybe they didn't, I want to look ahead a little bit because. You know, this is sort of like an unofficial trilogy, if you will. Uh, I mean, it became certainly an official one, but when it has a
3: page on utine Charles,
4: it's an official trilogy. A, it's up, like the canon trilogy. Can
3: that's like a trilogy, you know? <laughs> yeah, alliances, treasons, on. Do you, do you want to write another one? Yeah, yeah, we can make a trilogy.
4: <laughs> well, so if if this trilogy were to have a sequel of any kind. I'm curious, what aspects out of this entire trilogy would you want to see it focus on? Because there really are a lot of options. I mean, this opened a lot of doors.
3: So this is the OT Padme trilogy. Is there then the sequel trilogy of Padme? And then is there also the prequel trilogy of Padme? Are there nine Padme books?
0: Like have, like Padme as a kid and Pat, we get to see her meeting and stuff. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there's then there's Sabe, a Star Wars story, which no one sees but is actually very good, and then when it screams, it's actually watched quite a lot. Okay, I get it.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um We talked
5: about this a lot last time and it was we want I would like to see the Sabe Tondra story to be Yeah. I mean, just uh elaborated on with the White suns with that device that they found that they can they can remove that pete the detail that EK got to got into about what happens to you whenever they they find you and they just like have a self-destruct mechanism that kills the slave. I mean, that's <laughs> in, that's insane, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it just yeah. but you could try to get that person back to help like you know, help you with whatever you're doing, but no, you're just gonna kill them outright. No. But that that whole um Maybe that's like that whole piece of Sabe and Tanra just doing that, what they do on Tatooine and how they get, um, how they free slaves and what their whole, like, what their relationship is like. We only got a little bit of their relationship and oh. I think it was in Queen's Peril, right? And then, and so a little elaboration on that would be, would be stellar. I mean, that's probably the main thing I got out of this book was I want more Sabe and Tanra, like, love story going on after this.
2: Yeah, that would be good.
3: Yeah, I think the like the 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 crappy answer to this question, then I'll give a hopefully a good one. The crappy answer is that I wish Padme hadn't died so we get more Padmé. Like that, that's yes. that's you know, like that's the crappy yeah. answer is that I
5: Zombie Padmé book. Yeah. Like I, I would love
3: the bits of her and Anakin's marriage that we get to see in this book are really quite lovely. And I I really I I want more of them. But mm-hmm. that's not a thing. A sequel to this trilogy, though I I agree, uh, Wes. I'd love the Sabe Towner story. I think there's a lot more in that. I would also. I know we're getting, we've gotten some of the Amidalan stuff in the in the Vader comic, but it's still a Vader-centric comic that involves Sabe, and then it it got caught up in the Crimson Rain arc, and like, it's a little less straightforward. I would love an actual full-on story. From their perspective of the Amidolans and Sabe and Rick Ollier and Sashay and, and all of them actually reckoning with either what happened or just going on an adventure of some kind. I, I love how they're written in text and I love seeing them in comics. But because there's so many things happening in those books that are, are like bigger, I kind of want a more intimate story like this trilogy with those characters because I, I want to be in their heads again. I want I want the quiet <laughs> moments again. And I would just really love to to see that expanded on. And I think that tonality is best served in a novel uh, versus a comic, which is phenomenal. But I just think a different kind of storytelling.
0: Yeah, you, you totally nice. stole my answer there because uh, I was going to yes! say like something with the the <laughs> you know, because they're super interesting from the comics. I will add on to that though, like specifically, I would love to see the books start with Padme right when she's pregnant I-, I would love to see like what was her pregnancy like did she learn her lesson and tell Sabe this time like you know what, what was all of that like uh, and then you know we see her you know die unfortunately and then I would love to see how Sabe reacted how all the handmaidens reacted and then see the formation of the Amidolans like that'd be really cool
3: yeah, who came up with the name? It was probably Yane, right? <laughs> probably.
0: No. Like, it was probably you, Rick. He's secretly, uh, oh. he's secretly creative. <laughs> Rick Olier is
3: like, guys, I'm really good at marketing. I'm sorry. I've hidden <laughs> this from you. I'm actually
0: amazing at this. I went to marketing school on Coruscant. I never told anyone.
3: No one asked.
2: <laughs> oh, man. If I die and, like, you want to avenge my death, you guys are going to form a secret club and call yourselves the Heltonians. <laughs> yeah, but more importantly, Corey, who killed you? <laughs>
0: <I can't remember. laughs> a- Caitlin, Avengers. obviously.
2: Caitlin. get my life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> I must be real. <laughs> that would yeah, be my first you a doctor. You know I got a fat, a fat life insurance policy. I <laughs> yeah, probably should be saying that on the air. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I've said last time a lot of jokingly, about this, but like I still want a, a really true romance mo- novel between Anakin and and Padme because we, we've yeah. gotten a lot of books that have really touched on really touched on you know the the romance that they had and and the beautiful love story that they had and Revenge of the Sith novelization really I think nailed it better than anything else, um, but we've still yet to get that we've still yet to get a story that literally just chronicles their love story like all through the Clone Wars like it just the book is structured where like it just skips around in time where you know someone really does the research about the Clone Wars TV show and all the times that they have time together cuz you remember that that was a a kind of a common thing that comes up a lot, like, there are moments where, like, the episode will open and Anakin and Padme have just spent some time together or something, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what, like it's easy storytelling to be able to pull out those those threads and, and tell the story of what happened. And, you know, did they sneak away and go to a, a high-end, you know, restaurant on Coruscant as a date? And they had to, like, hide their identities and stuff. I don't know, that would be a fun story, I still feel like. And, like, we still haven't quite gotten the, like... <laughs> Everybody, everybody, kind of villainizes Anakin, maybe rightfully so, right? Because he's Darth Vader, of course. But like nobody has, uh, nobody has really, really dived into like maybe he was an okay guy, like to Padme. Maybe there was a reason that Padme liked him, right? Like I,
3: I, I will say this because the embargo is up, and this is not a full spoiler. You should read Star Wars Brotherhood. There's not a lot. But there are some chapters (laughs) where you that that tenderness of Anakin and Padme. Mike Chen actually he does include that, Um, and it's really beautiful. So a little tease for some of y'all that haven't read it yet. Uh, By the time this is up, I hope I hope you've all pre-ordered it by the time the audio is available. Um, But if you haven't and you're looking for some actual just Anakin and Padme like on date night or just having some nice like intimate times, there are some chapters, and it's really nice.
4: Thanks for that, Corey, because now what I need is a story about <clears throat> Padme and Anakin on a date at a restaurant, and Yoda comes in to pick up takeout, and <laughs> <laughs> and all yeah, the that hilarity is, that is, ensues. I, Are
2: you? I, 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 knew that, I knew that you guys were going to have something to say about my stupid desire. I, I'm going to see Padme and Anakin eat out together.
3: Let's go
4: to a nice restaurant.
5: <laughs>
3: at Dex's
4: yeah oh man
3: obi-wan comes in for like intelligence being like i don't see you i don't see you just be cool just be cool
4: (laughs) all right well all that said uh we're gonna move on from the overarching (laughs) questions we're gonna talk about some easter eggs admittedly there aren't a whole ton that i'm gonna throw out at you guys because um there are a lot of like not in jokes but kind of inside references if you will um this book referenced a lot of things that happen in earlier novels, and we've done whole roundtables on those moments, so we'll keep it a little bit short and sweet this time around. On page 24, Panaka is talking about Sashay, or is uh, interacting with her, and says, he didn't address her by an honorific, and his face softened a little bit when he spoke to her. Even as his eyes lingered on the scars, he hadn't been able to prevent. After all this time, he still didn't fully understand what he'd built. And I just like this moment. I think it's interesting to see how far Panaka's ideologies have drifted from those of Padman and the handmaidens. Um, I'd really like to get more of that transition because we see where he yeah. was and where he ends up and we and we saw a little bit of that middle ground this time around. We I want that whole story.
3: Yeah, that's a great one that we had not chat about in that sequel like Panaka. We get a little bit of that and then we get a little bit of him Later in uh, in Bloodline, is it Bloodline or Leia Princess of Alderaan? I don't, I don't remember know, which maybe, one yeah. it is, but but we he's I a think it's Fascinating Bloodline. character. I think it's yeah,
4: Leia, he is maybe. I don't know. Good old Quarsh.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, all right, page thirty four. Quarsh. 34. Quarsh. Such a Quarsh. Strange name. It <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's just,
5: it's just it's guttural. Just it's just... Like all Star Wars names, you know. <laughs> it's like who are you talking about? Uh, Quarsh <laughs> over there
0: takes a lot of effort you know oh yeah
5: quarsh yeah, what, oh what's he's your dreaming name? q
3: when it's q i just go by q uh, oh my god you from the me? bond films no one calls you that quarsh
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
4: god knowing knowing enough about Corey's childhood for sure he used to say i'm gonna go course this bug over here real quick <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why am I being brought into this? You oh. oh, saw that ah, picture of you. Me, man,
4: You saw that picture All right. All right. Page 34. Here's a quote. There was a shrine to Qui Gon memory on Naboo. Ten years had passed, but it was still a popular pilgrimage site. And this is just another cool moment. I think it has been mentioned before uh, that there was a shrine to Qui Gon on Naboo, but gosh darn, that is deserved. And I love that it got another shout out here.
3: <clears throat> love
0: yeah, it Yeah, I mean, he pretty much saved the planet. I love to so. see the fan art
4: surprising. of that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes.
4: All right, oh page 68. Yoda is thinking to himself, and it says he missed the days when the Order had let him take younglings out on adventures beyond just the usual quests for their Kyber crystals. That really took me back. Was like, so the order doesn't let him anymore. Like, isn't he the grandmaster? Was he forced actually, into retirement?
0: It's like when he's, it's like when he's, uh, when he's too, when you're, when you're, like grandparents are like too old or something and they can't drive and you, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like exactly. uh, Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Yoda had his starship oh, yeah. license <laughs> taken away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like a, a mild High Republic reference, though. You know, because of all the High Republic adventure Probably. stuff.
1: Like
4: he took too long of a hiatus, and they're like, "Listen, <laughs> this is the only thing we yeah, can trust it's you." Like, with
0: hey, man, you can in just phase, appear like true. that. <laughs> yeah, adventures aren't.
5: He comes back, pushing and... kids off the top of the up the top of the temple, and
2: hoping they. Maybe <laughs> 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 have, have accidentally killed one. Is that what you're saying? Read *Midnight
4: <laughs> Horizon*. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Uh All right, Yoda on page 69 says, yes, yes, always in motion the Senate is, which was, of course, a nice callback to his uh, future line from Empire Strikes Back. On page 71, we (laughs) had – in motion the Senate is. Yep, (laughs) yep. could also be like a a little callback
0: to uh, his fight with Palpatine and they're chucking the Senate pods around, you know, they're in motion. (laughs) Oh,
4: yes. (laughs)
3: Indeed. Boo! Boo! amazing (laughs) amazing well speaking you're not immune emma
4: (laughs) speaking of the senate on page 71 uh we have a quote the gungan's well-meant speech in the senate had allowed the chancellor powers that bale did not approve of but he was enough of a realist to admit that it would have happened anyway chancellor palpatine had a way of getting what he wanted and I loved this. Thank you. It is not Jar Jar's fault. Everyone always talks about how Jar Jar's the one that instigated the emergency powers. No. Okay. It had nothing to do with Jar Jar. And Bail Organa, right, Eric, understands this.
3: I mean, come on. The the, the best political mind of the, of the time, aside from maybe Palpatine, is like, nah, I get it. Fine. He would have gotten one of those E.T. aliens to do it. They would have been like, oh, nah, <laughs> and that would have been that, you know. <laughs> oh okay. it. Oh my god! Matt, have Matt, so in the, Matt <laughs> Davenport in the
2: chat. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the friggin' show. Darth Sidious, <laughs> I fall t- into Excel I went. Sure, Master Yoda. Let's get you your Pedialyte and into your chair. <laughs> <laughs> Eat another bug. My oh guy. my god, that's hilarious. oh, that's <laughs> wonderful.
4: That's good. <sighs> All right, on. Uh, page 96, Five Blossom Bread is mentioned, and that's a Naboo delicacy that's featured throughout this trilogy, and it's known to be a favorite of Padme's, and you can even see her share some of it with Anakin in the Clone Wars TV show. And uh, funny enough, if you want to make your own, you can do that because it is in the official Black Spire Outpost cookbook.
0: No, no way.
4: Yes. So Available go make yourself, for Inside Editions. Yeah. Go make yourself some Five Blossom Bread on page 102, Sasha is uh, speaking to Harley and says, Oh, so it was someone else who arranged for us <laughs> to sneak out of the Theed Palace to see that concert? And that's a reference, of course, to the events of Queen's Peril and the infamous Neurotransmitter Affection Concert. So, one of the great greatest retired
3: Utini shirts. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. On page 125, Here's a quote for you: First, the steamer blew a gasket, and then the coolant leaked out of the refrigeration units, and then six rowdy Padres hotheads showed up fifteen minutes before the cantina was supposed to close. So we get another pod racing reference it's It's one per book at this point, and I just we got to follow the breadcrumbs somewhere, right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> give me pod <laughs>
1: racing. I'm so ready. Pod
4: race. Charles uh, showed this is, up. this
3: is the worst thing they do in a live podcast. I understand, but because I don't want to say anything for other folks, remind me once we get off air about something about brotherhood. I'll tell you about pod racing. Oh, oh my gosh.
4: Okay. Spoiler alert. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'm excited. There's not a
3: pod race in the book. I'll say that. Don't get your hopes up too high. But mm-hmm.
4: okay. Me. All right. All right. On page 143 of this book, a mris species is featured, and that's incredibly difficult to say. Uh, This was the first canon appearance for the species, but it was first mentioned, actually, in Timothy Zahn's The Last Command, believe it or not. And in the legend section on Wikipedia, where I do quite a bit of research in my free time, I kid you not, it says, (laughs) and I quote, "Mrisi are not to be confused with Mrisi of Mist." who are also a small scholarly race of flightless birds. Really?
3: Oh my god, what? Wait, there's two of them?
4: Where is Trev and Jose when you need them? This is a Star Wars Archives episode if ever we I've need seen. the
3: Briss episode hardcore.
4: Yes, just absurd, but that is classic Star Wars Legends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Mercy of Marist. Not
4: to be confused. Come on,
3: come on. Yeah. Hey guys, let's put so many consonants in this. The audiobook narrators want to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, it's, it's M L Z R K I F. That's the, that's the person's name. Have I think fun. that
4: was my opening wordle guess this morning. Uh, <laughs> On page 143, Mailerune <laughs> juice is mentioned. And that made it, uh, of course, is made from the most popular fruit probably in the Star Wars galaxy, thanks to Rebels. But this beverage can also be purchased at Galaxy's Edge from Ronto Roasters.
3: It's so, so good. Oh. Go it's get, legit so good. Go get Ooh, wow. some Gotta of get that. Mailerune very scarce. Is good. it very expensive?
5: It's so scarce. Like, I mean, how do they yeah, find that? Yeah, that's it?
3: why it's it's not because it's Disney. It's because it's scarce. Yes, Wes, you are correct. That's why say, the price is high. I was
0: going to say, well, Wes, don't you know everything at Disney is way too expensive. No, it's oh, all $14 rare. drinks. I can't to. wait. Come on now. <laughs> try, try 18 for Ogas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's vacation it. money and it's Imperial credits,
3: So who cares? It's not real. Exactly. Well, speaking,
4: <laughs> speaking of foods and drinks... On page 149 something is mentioned and I, we don't know exactly what this is but they're called Hyelian musical noodles. Yes, that is right. <laughs> noodle gang. Where's the noodle gang at? We have noodles back in Star Wars. Thank you so much for that, EK Johnson.
1: She knew. She knew On page reference.
4: She probably yep. did. On page 154, Anaconda Far is mentioned, a.k.a. Uncle Ano, as featured in the uh, Clone Wars television series, perhaps most famously when he's oh, yeah. murdered in Season 2, Episode 15. <laughs> Spoiler alert.
3: Famously unalive. Oh, I don't remember him.
4: <laughs> I believe he dies drinking poisoned wine, and that leads me into page 157 when Taneray Wine is mentioned, which is an Charles, Alderanian. Charles, I'm so proud of these segues. Thank you. It's an Alderanian beverage loved by none other than Bail Organo. Uh which on page... can
3: It's fine.
4: Oh, really? Tonnery wine is there, too? <laughs> just it's fine, fine. It's just and fine.
0: expensive. <laughs> it's the
3: best you can. It's Blanc with food coloring, but it's Star Wars. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bought it. I'll buy it again. Come on.
4: On page 213, Barris Sophie actually makes an appearance, which yeah, was, right. was mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, and she says... My master has trained me to fight, and I'm good at it, but I prefer to work in the medical center. And that really grabbed my attention, not because I work in a medical center, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's stated in canon that she prefers studying to fighting, I think, on several occasions. But her medical talents are really more of a reference <clears throat> to legends and the MedStar duology, right? So Yeah, for sure. Nice kind of wink and a nod there to some legends Legends, material. legends,
3: legends. That's
4: right. Uh-huh. Jared is now in the chat. Yeah, he is. On page 215, Plo Koon and the are mentioned, which is a great callback to some of uh, Filoni's favorites from the Clone Wars. On page 246, Dexter Jetster, everyone's favorite basilisk, makes an appearance as well.
3: What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you Buddy? know? <laughs> oh, man. And I lastly. your pocketbook. Dude. Oh, God. Every time. <laughs> every time. We got to get all 3. We're like it's like a Woody doll, but you just got to do the whole thing every time he's mentioned. Uh
4: last one on page 253, the phrase aggressive negotiations is used, which was a common line from Padman Anakin's banter throughout the prequels. So it's nice to see that kind of carry through into these books as well.
0: It had to be done. Um, Absolutely.
4: It did. Yeah. It did. And this round table had to be done and unfortunately it is. At that, that is all we have for this round table. Um I want to finish up just by taking a moment to sort of reflect on this reading experience as a whole. I want you all to take a moment, give any final thoughts you have. As we explained in part one, we're, we didn't rate this book with a numerical value, so I don't, I don't care how that might have changed if it did in your own mind. I just want I, I to hear your final thoughts on what it was to read this book for the first time through. Corey, why don't you go I, uh... first? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Happy to. Um, you know, I think there was a there's a lot of really great things to take away from this Padme Trilogy. I'm I'm very happy that, that it exists in and of itself. Like, I think looking at if I step back and look at canon as a whole, if I were to pick out like a couple of the most important, I guess, like as a society, as Star Wars fans, as. As curators of of the books, if that's what we are like that exists like I think uh I think the Padme books are in there man I think the the, the trilogy exists, I think it's awesome you know I love that we have really awesome women in Star Wars, and they're getting their individual story and they all have agency and it's 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 really really good representation it's fantastic i mean, I'm really glad that we have this this trilogy I think it's important i think it's I think it's important as fans to see themselves and and what they read I think it's important to you know that for for girls to know that Star Wars is not just for white dudes you know what i mean yes! like i'm very yeah. pleased that that, that this, it exists it it means a lot to me you know i had you know, I've not really talked about this much in the show, but I had three younger sisters growing up, and uh, that's that's all I had. I don't have any brothers, so I, could, so I was like surrounded by women growing up. That's all I had. You know, classic dad jokes about, oh, you're the only man in the house. You know, what are you gonna do with all those women? You know, that was my childhood, right? So I've been around women forever, right? Of like, uh, of of, and I love to see that, like that that women can, yeah, that's my dad impression. There you go. It's good. Um, you know, I, I will say all those things. I really enjoyed that. I will say that of. Of the three books in the trilogy, I did feel like maybe this one was a little bit of the weakest. I felt like, I felt like it really pushed the boundary with with comments about politics and things like that in here, which were kind of weird and took me out. Like, uh, it felt like, it felt like a little bit of like the author was a little maybe too injecting stuff in there maybe a little bit too much and we, it sort of took away from the story for me a little bit i i feel like and you know the structure of this story in particular the very last one was was sort of odd we started started with strong padme stuff we ended with strong padme stuff we had a clone wars episode in the middle and it was kind of an odd structure of the book so mm. you know i definitely think of the three you know if we're talking of a pure quality basis this one certainly had a little bit more to that, that it could have used some improvements on but you know, it's not, everything can conclude beautifully. So, you know, I'm happy that, that it, we did get a full trilogy and you know, it is what it is. So, you know, I think, uh, it's a cool experience. And I'm happy to recommend this,
4: these books to people in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I am just, you know, generally really happy that we have this trilogy. I think it's, you know, like Corey was saying, it's important for so many reasons. And, um, yeah, I'm. I'm sad to see it wrap up. To be honest, um, just getting more Padme content, it just it felt good. It felt like it should have happened like a while ago, and I'm glad. I'm glad that it's at least happening now. Um, I will agree with Corey too that this one was my least favorite of the trilogy, but that's more of a comment on how good the other two were. I think not a comment on that this one was like bad or anything. I thought it's it a good way to put it. Good. I yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Again, I feel like EK kind of keeps upping the ante on representation in each of these, and I think that's super important as well. And just, you know, seeing our our female stars characters kind of have their own starring role in something, uh, because, you know, they they were kind of, you know, kind of secondary in in their respective trilogies, and uh, to see them get the, the shining light that they... Deserve uh, finally is really nice, and we got a lot of great characters to explore too. And I hope we explore them in the future.
4: Absolutely, Wes. What do you think?
5: So, for the the overall trilogy, I think this is a great complement to the uh, the prequel trilogy, the movies. So, it, when whenever we did um, the first book, Queen Shadow, and we watched uh, episode one, it was it was a great. Like interlude, it was a great like intersection of how the how like all of the the handmaidens worked with Padme because you saw them in the background, but you didn't know any of their story. And then you got that story, yeah. you could. And then when you go back and watch Episode One again, you're like, oh, that is what that is it from. Made them cool. That yeah, yeah, yeah. it really did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so that's what I mean. That's the main thing I got out of this trilogy. Like it was such a great compliment to the movies. Um, with this, and then with uh, with Queen's Hope, it, it showed me that how. Anakin and Padme's relationship, their love for each other was so strong. And that's why we were watching episode three. And we're like, why is Padme putting up with this bullshit? And it's because <laughs> she was so in love with Anakin. Yeah. And because she wouldn't even tell her handmaidens, yeah. like and her friends or best friends that, that he would, that she would gone off and got married. I mean, so there's, there is, there's your explanation of why she had, like, she, basically died for Anakin just for to try to see if he could be turned away
2: but i want that I line know. to be in the we'll of padme novel I, I want, I want <laughs> padme to say anakin i don't have to put up with this bullshit <laughs>
3: <laughs> but i will because i love you you can up
5: my thought cuz i saw you and charles just laughing
3: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man
4: oh man all right eric what do you think
3: uh yeah i mean i think this trilogy I mean, for me, I think y'all put it in a really nice way. I think this has really shown what the expanded, even though we don't call it the expanded universe anymore, like this is the expanded version of Star Wars literature. This is something that retroactively makes the prequels so fascinating and brings me a character that I love now with Sabe and a character that I've elevated like Padme and has really shown the power of the books that they can have on the movies. And I think that's so unique in Star Wars. And I think this trilogy maybe does it better than any other so far. I agree with Corey. I think Queen's Hope was, it was not as strong as the other two entries. But I think as a whole, this has kind of shown the power of these kind of stories that take these characters that maybe you didn't love as much at first but can really have a giant impact on the galaxy as a whole. They can show how the, the power of love, the power of actual friendship, not like in a cliche but in a very real tangible way, how, how powerful friendship can be, how powerful art and music and Like, all these cultures, like the Naboo, like the Alderaan, like, all the things they put into the galaxy that weren't just war. You know, what did Mm -hmm. they have to add? And I think that's a really nice, great statement to put um, into the world as far as books go and as far as Star Wars goes. I love that we got it. I hope that we get more books like this in the future, absolutely. And I think it's exciting to know that books like these can exist in a world where we're also getting books of giant war conflicts and exciting action in, like, it just shows how Star Wars is so vast. It's not like – it's like Marvel movies now. People are like, oh, do like Marvel movies. I'm like, that doesn't make sense because there's spy thrillers. <laughs> there's magic movies. There's teen angst dramas. Like, Star Wars is so much more than just laser swords and blaster fire, and I think that's what this trilogy really showed in a really beautiful way. To folks that maybe would not have picked up this kind of book if a Star Wars character hadn't been on the cover, maybe. Now folks that are like, you know what, that was a lot of fun. What are some other non-Star Wars books about young women going through trials? I think I actually like that. Maybe I'll check that out, and I think that could be really cool.
4: Yeah. No, I like that, and I think that kind of leads me into, honestly, my biggest thought looking back at not just this book, but this trilogy, And, and... if y'all remember, it, maybe if you're listening to this and you you haven't listened to this show for a very long time when Queen Shadow came out, there was a running joke on this show that we were cursed by that book. We recorded the round table how many times, Eric? 3. Was it 3 times? 3. Yes, sir. And we kept losing it and <laughs> there were weird moments where you would speak its name into existence and the shutters would fly up and, and, and our stream would break. And... No, but but we were not huge fans of that book the first time around, and the fact that we had all those tech problems, we had to revisit it, and we ended up really, really enjoying that book and whatnot. And what you were just saying, Eric, about how maybe people wouldn't have picked up, you know, a, a book by its cover or whatever, I may not have picked up Queen Shadow, you know, if it weren't for this podcast and. I think I'm better for having read that story. I think I'm better for having read this trilogy, and you know, looking back, I have some fond memories from this trilogy. So I think that just speaks towards uh, what this roundtable experience in general does—not just yep. for our enjoyment of a particular yep. project, but I—I mm-hmm. I yep. think they're probably bettering us by just making us kick some that's of these ideas around.
2: Yeah, I think it's—I think that's a very good point that like. Like, Star Wars is for women, and there are going to be pieces of of content that don't speak to every single person. So I think it's important for fans to chase that, like, to seek to be better, right? I mean, Star Wars fans have a bit of a reputation for being... Loud, obnoxious white dudes, <laughs> and like I think it's I think it's important for us to kind of get out of our comfort zone and, and read a story I feel like is for women, and and that's that's cool. And it I agree. Like Queen's Hope, Queen's Hope that was the first one, right? Queen, no, no. Shadow. Queen's Shadow, Queen Shadow was the first one. Queen Shadow <laughs> yeah. was the first. Queen Shadow specifically, more so than any other book in all of Star Wars since I started, a Star Wars book company has made me a better Star Wars fan. Specifically, you know I, I've said before that that first kind of round table discussion that we did about Queen Shadow was probably a little more negative. And then we revisited it years later and it was better. And then we revisited it a third time. It was even better the third time. So it's like like it that that is not a that is not a commentary on how like uh and how like like we learn how to talk on the internet. It's a commentary on on how I learned how to appreciate Star Wars because of things like that, right? And like like yeah. I, I, I am a better person for having challenged myself and read something that's that's weird and different out of my comfort zone. And I think these books do that for a lot of men and they should, right? I think they I think this is what this is what the path forward looks like. And this is this is how we get other people to like Star Wars. This is how you get your your our wives to like Star Wars and our girlfriends and our, yeah. our siblings and you know, I think it's really, really important. I just can't I can't say that enough. I don't know that any other trilogy in all of all of Star Wars is as important as this. Like it really is. Like it's it's the it's really is kind of the first this is this is. There's no other story that's more for women than this. Like, and and I mm-hmm. I love that about this trilogy.
0: Yeah, I, I love all of what you just said, and it's kind of funny because, like, you know, all of our lives, women have been like reading or watching things that were like written or made for men, and like now we're kind of like flipping that on its head a little bit. Uh, and so I, I think it's a great exercise and just you know reading things, you know, out of your comfort zone. And I just, I mean, I love hearing you guys say that. And honestly, like. It, it, it never needed to be proven, but just so everybody in the audience knows, these are good guys right here. Like, <laughs> these are good guys. And- I don't know
2: about Wes, but, you
0: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need a
3: producer. You know, I. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm the nicest of <laughs> all for you. That's, <laughs> that's probably true. Well, oh, man.
4: Guys, thank you uh, for doing this. Emma, thank you for being here. I'm really glad that you're yes. part of this roundtable.
3: Yeah,
4: thanks for having me. And, uh, Eric. Take us home, buddy.
3: All right. Well, I love y'all. I hope y'all had a great time talking about this book. Next week, we are diving into Kenobi week. And uh, my gosh, then it's Star Wars Celebration Week, isn't it? Uh, My goodness, it, it, it came fast, but I could not be happier to be on this road with all of you. But on that note, my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force support us on Patreon. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. We hope you enjoy everything we're able to get back. And thank you again for our ability to produce at the level we do. We love you all so much. A special thank you to OKNDR, Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilers, and Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss West and Emma is at Jedi 26 A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, Wes, and Emma for podding with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening wherever you are. And as always, we are brave, your highness.
1: There is no hatred. There is joy.